Abraham, an old man somewhere around the age of 99 in today's reading, is sitting at the entrance of his tent around midday. Suddenly, the Lord appears to him in the form of three men, which is very fitting a week after Trinity Sunday. Abraham has tried to be a godly man. Abraham has followed the call of the Lord to a new land. Abraham and God have made a covenant by this time. And in the last chapter, he and all the men in his household were even circumcised. Abraham and his tribe were trying very hard to follow the will of God. The men tell him that he will be rewarded with a son by his very old wife, Sarah. And Sarah, overhearing this conversation from inside the tent, laughs. And why wouldn't she? She's postmenopausal. She and Abraham have tried their whole lives to have a child together, and it hasn't panned out. But suddenly, when she is past the age of childbearing, she'll finally have a child. And the Lord calls her on it. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Sometimes it feels like there are things that are too big for God to handle. Sarah had reason to trust, reason to have faith in the Lord. Her husband had numerous interactions with him. But even she knew that women could be too old to have kids. This is an impossible situation. We are faced with impossible situations every day. Things that are too big for us to handle. And honestly, maybe too big for God to handle. Right now, we are facing impossible situations. A virus that cannot be seen and may not be able to be stopped. Racism that doesn't seem to be able to be eradicated. Conflict between us and them that does not seem like it can be resolved. Even if God has the power to change these things, it sure does seem like he's not nearly as involved in the world as he was during the time of the Old Testament. At seminary, whenever I wasn't working Sunday mornings, I was at a convent on the edge of the Cumberland Plateau. There are five very old sisters and now one young sister that live together in this house. And connected to their housing area is a small chapel. I got to know a few of the sisters and went often for services and spiritual direction. I knew the grounds well, and in their garden, they had a hand-painted sign with the Benedictine saying, Ora et labora, pray and work. That one saying has been my own personal mantra for years. I even had it embroidered on my powerlifting belt, Ora et labora. The work part, I think, comes easily to us. We want to do something. We want to call out injustice. We want to pass legislation. We want to deliver food to the needy. We want to feel that we are doing something, that we are part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And our work as God's hands in this world, our work to bring the kingdom of God to earth, our work is important. While many of us are working from home, now more than ever, we are striving to perform, to prove ourselves necessary, to feel like we are doing something in a time when the world seems to be falling apart. Many of us have jumped at ways to help the unfortunate, the sick, or the oppressed. We've helped distribute food. We've donated causes that we believe in. We've marched in the streets. Our work is important. But... The first word in the phrase, ora et labora, is ora. 
pray. Work without prayer is directionless. It's a flash in the pan. It is not part of a larger strategy. Prayer, talking to God, yelling at God, crying with God, these seemingly inactive moments can reveal a much larger picture. In today's gospel, we see the apostles being sent out to cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. These miracles will help convince the people who have not met Jesus of the power of our Lord. God will work through them, and they will do work they never thought themselves capable of. And through their work, God will be glorified. Folks will come to know Jesus. People will believe that the Messiah has come. The work the apostles are sent out to do, and the result of such acts, predicts the first we find in Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. The apostles are a ragtag group of guys. None of them are particularly smart or come from wealthy families. Their power, the power to work miracles, clearly comes directly from God. We too are clay jars. All of us are flawed individuals. Many of us aren't that smart or didn't come from the right family. Church certainly feels like a ragtag bunch of folks. But with God's help, we can work miracles. And things that we thought were impossible can become possible. Nothing is too wonderful for the Lord. While our earthly problems can seem overwhelming at times, we know that the Lord is at work in the world. While he disappointingly may not be smiting certain people off the earth, the Holy Spirit is at work in each of us and is still working miracles in the world. Whether it is the changing of someone's heart or an unexplained recovery from illness, miracles are happening all around us. And sometimes we are even the agents of that change. When we are in sync with God, when we are allowing him to enter our lives, when we are listening, we will find our work does glorify God. Through prayer, we find new solutions. Doors are open. Paths are made straight. Prayer allows God to give us clarity, inspiration, and focus. And every now and then, we see some divine intervention. We see miracles. But it starts with prayer. We cannot bring about God's will unless we are listening for his will. The more we talk directly with God, the more we will start listening throughout the day for his nudges or words or gut feelings. Prayer gives our work direction, substance, meaning. And then only when we have talked with God should we work. Then we act in this world. And through our God-driven actions, we can change the world, one heart at a time. So please, go forth to do the work God has given you to do. Do work that changes this world for the better, that makes you feel fulfilled, that shows the love of God to a broken world. Work like it all depends on you. And pray like it all depends on God.